0: All right. We're here in Philly. Oh, yeah. With Lennon. Thank you for being down to do the interview today. Yeah I, yeah, I appreciate you always being down to support what I'm doing, so thank you. Yeah, of course. But here we are, Hardcore Pride, day two. We're here early. The flea market is about to get underway. You guys can't see it. It's off camera, but we're here early. You're a busy man today, so seriously, I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for uh, asking me to do it. Okay. I just want to get to... Scarab, there's a lot of buzz about Scarab. Yeah. You guys just played your first show, put out the – is it fair to call it a demo? Yeah, it's a demo. Demo on Rebirth.
1: What was the inception of that band? How did that all come together? Um, So at one point, I had kind of been like joking with Tyler about doing like a band. I mean I've wanted to do a band like that for like a really long time. It's like very, very, very specific influences – Um, and I've been wanting to do a band like that forever and play guitar in it. Um, and I, and like his whole vibe is like perfect for it. And I kind of wanted him to sing for it, but like, he was like singing it, singing in year of the knife at the time. So, uh, I'd kind of been like, yo, we got to do this band one day, like whatever. And he'd been like, yeah, yeah, it was cool. And then, uh, once he was no longer in year of the knife, I was just like, yo, man, I know you got a lot going on right now. I don't want to like push you or, or like punish you about it. But like, if you want to do that band, like, let's do it. And I'll put the ball in your court and I won't, you know what I mean? Like, I won't bug you about it anymore, but like, just know I'm serious about it. And he like the next day, it was actually at, this is hardcore. The next day he walked up to me and he was like, yo, let's do it. Let's do this fucking band. Um, and me and him wrote the whole demo together. We didn't, uh, we didn't like bring in any other band members until after it was already recorded. Mm -hmm. Cause we wanted to, me and him just like had this vision for it. And we just like, Wanted to record, write and record it ourselves and then just like bring other people in. So, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, we sent this, Bob was like, yo, I, w- I want to put out tapes on Rebirth. And we were like, yeah, sick. Like, I, I, you know, I've been like, it sucks because I have so many friends who run cool labels. And like, I want to do stuff with like all of their labels, you know. Mm. Um, so, it was cool to be able to do something for Bob. And as soon as we sent him the demo, he was like, yo, this has to be on a seven inch. Like, this has to be on wax. So, like, yeah, so he decided to press it on a seven inch and uh yeah, it's been it's a bit people are seem into it, so I'm I'm very happy. And for anyone um who may not know who's officially in the band, because
0: obviously people know Tyler, now they know you, but can you speak about the other members in the band? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh Brezza, who plays drums in like Carbonite and Simulacra, mm-hmm. also is playing drums. Um Z T P who is uh a South Jersey hardcore legend. Um he's uh he's like he hasn't really been in a lot of bands, but he's like the fucking man. He's like such a a cool ass dude. And like fucking insanely sick guitar player. And like, Mm we were just like, yo, he needs to be in the band. Like he's, we always talk about, we we, I was like explaining it to somebody yesterday. I was like, if you're just like casual, you might not know ZTP, but that's like your favorite motherfucker's favorite motherfucker. Like he's the fucking shit. Mm -hmm. So he's in, um, we kind of have like a nebulous lineup. Um, uh, uh this Molly's friend Ben um who's this like older dude from Delaware is going to play sometimes um Lumpy who runs Days uh is going to play sometimes when he's around maybe if everybody's there we'll end up playing as like a fucking six piece I don't know but I'm like sure. the core four members of the band who played the first show and are like probably going to play every show uh me Brezza Molly and ZTP so okay and for me being a fan of what you've been doing in hardcore,
0: you know, back when you were in South Florida, it's cool, you know, fast forward to now you, you moved to Philly and, um, it, it's taken a little time for you to like start some newer bands. Mm. And I, I was always curious if you are going to uh, kind of like inject your influence into the Philly hardcore scene and to see that, you know, happening now in real time with Carbonite and now with Scarab, I, I think it's really awesome. And, I was just curious from your point of view, because obviously you know some other members of other bands that you're in moved down here as well, yeah, but was this something you know very important to you and you, did you want to take your time with it? I mean,
1: I just always like wanted I just like always want to play in bands it's, like what I've been doing forever and like what I love to do, and um I also though didn't want to move up here and immediately be like, okay, fuck Seat of pain, fucking vision, mm-hmm. you know like I'm only do- doing these bands now, you know, especially because like half of. Cedar Payne and Envision guys all live in the Northeast now. I mean, there's more, Envision's more Philly members than South Florida members now. Mm. Cedar Payne is multiple Philly members and one guy who lives in New York and then two members who still live in South Florida. So um, I didn't want to just come up here and like abandon those bands. That was something we talked about before I moved and Alfredo moved and Seja's moved and Sven moved. So that was kind of like an intentional thing. Like I didn't want to just move up here, jump into a bunch of new bands here and start neglecting those those other bands. So mm. um you just kind of let it happen organically too. At this point in my life, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 31. I'm not out here, like worrying about like, Oh, you know, I gotta like do like the right moves and make this strategic move with this band. It's just, I'm just like having fun and doing what I want to do and like letting it happen on its own. And like, if people like it cool. And if we do stuff cool and if not, then like whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think whatever you're doing, it's the right stuff. Cause you put the track record of Carbonite and Scarab so far Thanks. in my opinion more really more
1: song. more philly bands <laughs> with me i'm working on too. um okay. one of one of my uh one of my favorite drummers now lives in philly and uh i have like a very specific thing that i want to do with him and i've started bugging him about it he seems into it we'll see if i'm going to try to do a, a band with uh, a new, another band up here that'll be kind of different than those like pretty different than those other bands so. okay it's yeah. awesome to hear
0: uh, but just w- want to touch on uh, Scarab one last time. Uh, first show, um, were you surprised at the reaction? Or w- what was your feelings going into that first show?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be like that crazy. That was the best first show I've ever played in any band, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Like no question, that was the best first show I've ever played. Um, one of my favorite sets I've ever played, like right off the bat, like for sure. Um, we... I, I, I knew it was going to be like... Pretty good because I had a bunch of friends texting me saying how excited they were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'll have at least, you know, our friends going off. Yeah. But I didn't know. Also, like our friends, we had sent the, the, the demo before it was out. So they had already been listening to it and gotten time to get familiar with it. But the, the demo itself dropped the week before the show. So I didn't know that there was going to be like random kids who were like singing along. You know what I mean? So that's cool. Yeah, I, I think it was really cool to see <laughs>
0: the support from, uh, you know your friends, our mutual friends. And I try not to get blinded by the bias that I have there, right? Because obviously you know, I'm friends with you guys in the band, so mm-hmm. I was like, I never want to let that get in the way of my judgment on the music. Yeah. So I, you know, took my own time, sat down, and listened to the record, and I was like, yeah, this is, like, undeniably good. Like, not Thanks. just because I'm, you know, friends and fans of what you guys are doing in hardcore, but yeah, seriously, that demo front to back is Thanks. so sick.
1: Yeah, I mean, people seem into it. There's, like I said, there's really specific influences for it, and I feel like 50% of the influence uh, influences like people pick up on and, are, and like, like that and the other 50% is like kind of this like weird niche thing that like I don't know if like people really know about outside of like regionally. Mm-hmm. So I think there's enough of like certain things in there to make people, it's pretty like accessible I think for people to like it. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. And
0: final, final thing.
1: Yeah. First show out of the way, the demo's
0: out. Do you have any future plans or are you just kind of you know taking some time with it and just letting more
1: people kind of find their way to the demo? Uh, I mean, we're going to play today. Um, Surprise. we're just, we're just going to jump on and yeah, I mean, we're just going to jump on and play today. Uh, our set is literally going to be five minutes. So like, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we got offered a pretty crazy, sh- l- like, I don't know. We just got offered some stuff already. We're, we're just like, I don't really know what the vibe is, to be honest. Like, like it kind of just goes back to what I said. Like, we're just gonna have fun with it and just like do whatever. Um, The band, very much for me, the way like I'm kind of looking at it, is like Mully's driving the car. I, I built it. I built the car. I built the engine for him. I wrote the songs. As far as like the aesthetic and like creative choices and like the vibe and like how much we do or how little we do, that's all up to Mully. I'm just like I really like. He's my favorite frontman mm-hmm. maybe literally ever. He has my favorite voice and like he's so charismatic, his lyrics are awesome. He like does and writes things that like only he can pull off to me and like so I just was like he needs to be singing for a band and like I wanted to do a band like this for a while like I said, so it seemed like and this is like the perfect band in my brain for him to be fronting. So this whole band for me is just like a vehicle for like from Molly to be Molly. So it's okay. really his call. You know what I mean? Whatever he wants to do, I'm, I'm totally down to do it. Okay. Hell yeah. That's awesome. To yeah. I want to move on to Carbonite. You
0: know, demo comes out. Was that during the pandemic? It's, it's no, it was like, before. Oh, it was before the pandemic, but then obviously the pandemic was a big reason why uh, not a lot happened with the band.
1: So, Carbonite was, I wrote and recorded a three-song demo mm-hmm. when I was getting ready to move to Philly. And I had hit up a couple of people to be like yo do you guys want to play in this band when i move up there and they were like yes uh-huh. and then pandemic happened the first show the show that was supposed to be our first show was the was the last was the first show that got canceled before the pandemic it was the the unity barbecue that hey. bob does Yep, i remember that and um we basically like by the time like shows started happening again, the demo had been out for like two and a half years at that point, almost, I think. And I was just kind of like, it just, we missed the boat, like who cares, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And like the people who I like had planned on being in the band were kind of just like off busy doing other things at that point. And I was just like, it doesn't need to be a band, like whatever. And then uh, Brezza hit me up and was like, yo, if you ever like, he was like, I was just listening to that demo and it's like, awesome. Like, dude, you should play shows. And I was like, I was like, I, I don't know, man, like, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't have a lineup or anything. And he was like, literally just let me assemble a fucking lineup mm-hmm. and, and we'll just be a band. And I was just like, okay, if you want to do that, I'm down. And he just kind of like recruited everybody. And, um, that's how the band started being a band. So,
0: and I'm happy for that. Cause I, I, I do remember. There was some chatter because I obviously was a huge fan of the demo, bought that first shirt, that Metal Gear rip, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This band is it!" Like I fucking love this band. But then just hearing like, "Okay, like we're not sure if this is going to be a thing," uh, kind of bummed me out. But then to see you guys, you know, start playing shows and be more active, and now here we are, and I get to see you guys live for the first time—that
1: that has me really excited. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it should be cool. Um, I did another demo around the same time as Carbonite. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this band called Polarized? that um, it was like me and uh, Burke who plays in like a a shitload of my bands was singing for it. And uh, both those demos came out at the same time. And and I kind of just in my head thought that like neither of them would ever, I mean, Polarize will definitely never do anything at this point. Like I don't even think anyone is aware that that demo exists really. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that Carbonite gets to do stuff. It's it's fun and uh, I don't think it's a priority band for anybody. Because everybody in the band is in a bunch of other bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I we'll maybe do a weekend or here or there or something. Um, but like, it's important for me, I think, just to be able to have a band that can just like play Philly shows and stuff, you know. So that's awesome. Okay, and then last
0: night Envision played, which I I think is it's always for me a a, a special treat because I don't get to see them that often. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I, I'm just curious, um, from your perspective, do you guys ever see Envision, uh, you know, maybe hitting the road again? Because I think back to when I saw you guys in San Diego uh, like you know, years ago. At this point,
1: yeah, I mean, if there's if there are any of my bands that are gonna do that are gonna tour, it's more than likely gonna be Envision or Sea to Pain. Um, Envision is going to Japan and Southeast Asia in May, That's awesome. and um, we, uh, I, we, we, I'd like to do stuff, especially cause we're putting out, we're about to put out this LP mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about the, L, how the LP turned out. So, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I, again, I don't know at this point if any of my bands are going to be like, you know, going out doing fucking full us tours and touring for like weeks on end. But like envision is a band that I could see doing, you know, weekenders here and there and stuff like that. So, and that's something that like, I'd like to do ideally. So. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. I, I would not just me, but I know a lot of people would
0: love to see Envision back in California. Yeah,
1: we we've actually talked about it. We want to try to make a point. Um, we were going to try to take C to Pain and Envision both out to California this year. Um, it was actually something we were discussing. But for C to Pain, we were kind of like we we just did California. I didn't get to do it with them because I yeah. had just started a new job. But uh, mm-hmm. C to Pain just did California, and we were just like we have kind of been like neglecting the Northeast. Like, we played Philly regularly, but we've never really played like. You know Connecticut, uh, you know like New York, like. So we were just like we should probably play the Northeast before we go to Cali again. And uh, Envision, I think, is kind of the same vibe. We like, we were like, we we were talking about doing it like this summer, but we were like, let's just do a few other things first and then like try to make it out there. But I really am gonna try. We're we're, we're gonna try to get both bands out to the West Coast relatively soon. I think. Okay. So and please.
0: Come to Orange County. Yeah, call me. I, I would love. Happen. Yeah, I
1: would. I would love to play Orange County with yes. both bands. So
0: yeah, we'd love to have you there. Yeah, Orange County is special, but obviously there's a ton of other great scenes. L.A., San Diego. Yeah, we'd love to have you. In Orange. Yeah, County. yeah. Okay. And more recently, uh, you started your own podcast, which I think is awesome. It's on the From Within Records podcast network, yeah. which, which is awesome, uh, with uh, you know, our friend Dan. Yeah. Who I, I know he's supposed to be here later today. So he's not here right now. Yeah, he's coming. Um, He'll be here. But uh, where
1: did that idea come from? Uh, me and Dan like, just have a, a shitload in common and, and interest in movies. Mm-hmm. And like, we just, like, both, we just like, talk about movies all the fucking time. And we were just, yeah, I don't know, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It was like, we're like, "Yo, we should just fucking do a movie podcast and mm-hmm. like just like talk about these fucking stupid ass movies." Like, fuck it, like so. I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. Just kind of, just was like a fun thing for us. So, mm-hmm. um, we were just like, you know, we talk about hardcore a lot too, and like other stuff. But like, I don't know, I feel like if me and him did a, a hardcore podcast, it would just be like, there's already like a bunch of our friends who do hardcore podcasts that are like make more sense to exist than like us doing one you know it'd be a lot of the same stuff and like we just wanted to do something fun and cool and different and like it seems like a thing where there just seems to be like so far like a small handful of people who like really enjoy it and that's like that's cool we're down with that like we we just want to like we don't care if anybody even listens to it or not you know if they do awesome obviously but Mm -hmm. it's just fun for us to just like talk about movies so yeah
0: and like like i said i'm I think you guys have good chemistry. So for, for me, like, Dan's been on my podcast, like, a ton of times. If I'm being honest, I think Dan um, right now has the record for being on my podcast more than anybody. Tyler Short has to have the record. no, I, no I, I, fucking way Dan has the record. It has to be Tyler Short. No, I, I think Tyler is coming up on Dan, but, because um, Dan did a bunch before the, we did the the Disney Plus stuff. Okay. Um, and uh, people are probably wondering why Dan hasn't been on for, like, She-Hulk or Miss Marvel. <laughs> To be honest, it was just a kind of wax series. We just, we just didn't want to do it. Crap. No beef between Dan and I. I, I love Dan. I love Warren. So yeah. um, he'll be back on in the future. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but but, but I, I think it's cool. I, I I enjoy listening to you guys talk about movies because I'm not the... I, I'm not a movie buff at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like To me, watching movies is, is like like a commitment. So I'm like, fuck, like, I'd shy away from it because it, it takes so much time. Yeah. So, so to, to be able to listen to you guys who have way more knowledge and um, great perspective, it, it, it's fun for me and it kind of gives me direction on, you know, what movies I should watch because I haven't watched a lot of movies. Yeah,
1: I mean, to be honest, like, to to even call us movie buffs is, like, crazy because, like, Uh Dan definitely has more interest in, like, legit, like, like, cinephile movies than Uh I do, you know? I have, like, a very – I'm really into the stuff that I'm really into. Like, I'm a movie buff about certain things, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I like the weird, like, sci-fi action, like, western, like – like – Fucking, just, like, weird shit like that. Like, I'm not out here watching, like, you know, La La Land and shit. That's just, like, <laughs> not, that's like not really my shit, okay. you know? I like what I like. Yeah. And So, like, that'll be pro- kind of reflected on the podcast is, like, we'll talk about, like, that kind of stuff more so, you know? Yeah, we're okay. open to, like, whatever genre, but there's definitely, the movies are definitely going to have a vibe, you know what I mean? It's not going to be, like, we're not going to be out here talking about, you know, the whale and stuff, <laughs> probably, like, so... Yeah. One, one thing that i have enjoyed is um, you know with each new episode
0: there's like new art because I, I you know obviously with the first one it was just the the smiley face i was like okay maybe that's just their logo but yeah. then with each new episode do you guys find a new way to incorporate that yeah Which I, I thought
1: what was awesome uh whose idea was that uh i think i did it for uh i think it was probably dan's idea i don't i don't know to be honest okay um but uh The logo is definitely the smiley face and like there will probably be episodes like we were stumped. We just – the last episode that came out was was Ricky O and we were like so stumped trying to figure out how to incorporate the smiley face for that one that we just didn't do it. We just used the the regular artwork. So like if there's an episode – we're not going to like make it a rule and we're not going to think too much about it. Like if there's something that comes naturally and we think it's funny, then we'll do it. But otherwise, it will just be the the logo. Okay. For sure. And how have you been enjoying doing the podcast? Because obviously it's
0: a new thing. Um, but for you to, to be able to do that with Dan, how's it been for you for,
1: cause you guys are what, seven episodes? We have, or... we have like four or five out and then we have like a few more recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been recording them at like a really good clip. So we have like a backlog now, which is good cause he, you know, we're, I'm going to Asia for almost a month. And Dan's got like touring obligations and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to get like a good backlog of stuff so that we can just like keep them coming out consistently, even when we can't, even if we have to take a little break from recording them. So for sure. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, um, I even told you, um, you know, privately, I think that's like the biggest thing when you're starting something new is you just got to be consistent. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been fun. I mean, the conversations that we have are literally just like the type of conversations we'd be having. Like, just, like, it's shooting normal. the shit anyways. So it was just us recording. And, like, we actually have our first um, episode where we have a guest coming on that we're about to record. Oh, um, awesome. We're uh, we're going to record uh, – have you ever seen The Edge of Coral? No, I have not. Do you know what it is? No. So it's, like, this, like, horrendous-ass movie that's, like – um, it's, like, made by hardcore kids. And it's, like, starring hardcore kids. And it's, like, about, like, the hardcore scene in Seattle. And it's just about, like, a gang of, like – like punks, like hardcore kids, like punk hardcore kids, and a gang of like straight edge kids that just like f- like have beef and fight. Okay. It's, it's, and it has like, like John Pettibone from, um, from Undertow plays like the leader of the, of like the straight edge gang, kind of. And then okay. like, um, there's like a dude from like the Murder City Devils that's in it. And there's like a bunch of like footage of them like going to shows, but like the show footage is like actual show okay. footage, like botch and like I think Undertow and, and like a bunch of fucking seattle bands from the time it's like mm-hmm. it's so fucking bad it's so fucking bad but it's really funny mm-hmm. and like and like ridiculous and stupid and like i, I don't know uh but we got matt k from magnitude coming on to talk about it he's okay. he's like he loves that movie That's like awesome. it's just like a time capsule of like 90s hardcore um some good and de- some definitely bad things like put into this like horrifically stupid like low budget like student film type movie okay it's like funny but not on purpose type vibe you know reminds me i remember this uh, friend of mine he made me and like our group of friends watch this movie i think it's called straight edge kegger i've Uh, seen i've seen things about that but i don't really know too much about it i've seen the name and like Mm -hmm. seen it pop up but i don't really know anything about it it's it's really bad but it's awesome yeah
0: i think it's 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 so bad that it's funny type thing
1: you know yeah that's cool I like that. Like, bad movies are awesome, you know? <laughs> like, they're just, like, funny and, like... Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I really enjoy this, like, B-horror film called, like, Homicycle. It's about, like, the serial killer uh, who rides a motorcycle, never takes off his helmet. It's all filmed... It looks like it's filmed on an iPhone. That's so, cool, yeah. yeah. like an iPhone 4, not, like, a, like a 14 or anything new <laughs> like awesome. that. Yeah, so that, yeah. that, that kind of stuff I, I can
1: enjoy. Yeah, well, we've only really done movies we really like so far. Okay. But we're definitely going to watch some movies that we think are, like... That vibe, like, just we actually just re- recorded an episode on uh, Dark City. You ever seen Dark City?
0: No, never. it's like
1: the it's the worst fucking movie ever, but okay. it's so overrated. Um People like love it. People swear it's like a masterpiece, and mm-hmm. but you, you check out the episode if you want to hear me talk about Dark City. But okay, uh sure. yeah, we, we're gonna watch some movies that we think are turds and just kind of shit on them. So okay. it'll be a good a good mix of both. And last thing on the podcast, where, where does the name come from, dudes doing movies? We're just like. Just thought it was funny. Just we're like just dudes doing movies. We're just talking about movies. Yeah,
0: it's hard to come up with with names. Uh, Like I didn't even want to come up with a name for my podcast, right? Because I I didn't want to go by some like weird moniker. Yeah, like you know, have people know me as something that I'm not. Yeah, that's why I just use my name. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. I mean, just like also, one of our friends was like pointed out that there's like a funny like sexual innuendo for dudes doing movies. And We're like, oh, that's pretty funny. So we're like, that's.
0: Yeah, no, I I think the name that fits you guys good. So
1: I yeah yeah I I like yeah I mean. Thanks. Yeah, it, it, that's literally just what it is. It's just people talking about movies. So, mm-hmm.
0: okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, go subscribe if, if you're not already. Support their podcast. It's awesome. Okay. I want to move on to MMA. Oh, let's go. Great, you know, great topic. Uh, Leon Rocky Edwards. Uh, he just
1: yo. Let's oh. get Carter. Oh. Carter, come make a guest father <laughs> oh. <with> guest appearance, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> let's, get, let's get Carter in. Carter. Here. I just I just want well, to get get Carter on camera.
0: Wait, wait, wait. The, this is, these are the two guys. This is why we're here this weekend. We got we go. From Within Records, Plead Your Case. This is it. What are y'all talking about? We're, we just stumbled upon MMA. We're, we're about to talk about Leon Rocky Edwards defending his title.
1: Boom, headshot, dead. He's awesome. Yeah. All right, get the fuck out of all here. Right. All,
0: right. all right. Thank all you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got Miles back there too. He's not on camera. Shout out the young legend Miles. Yeah, Pensacola legend back there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, nice. But okay, going back to to the the second fight, right? Usman's defending the wealth rate title mm-hmm. uh, against Edwards. I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of Usman, right? You know, to me, I, I can respect his skills, but outside the cage, not really a fan of what he does. So. I was just rooting against him, but also I respected Edwards coming up. Obviously, there was the questionable eye poke against Bilal. Um, they should have—I I feel like they should have brought that back, but maybe we'll get it in the future. But I just really wanted Leon to win because his story is crazy. Just to have gotten to that title shot. I—I I think that
1: I like—I like Usman, especially like more recently. Okay. I like him. Um, I just—I like the way he fights more since he started training with Trevor Whitman. Mm-hmm. Um. And I do think that I, I I like him and I liked him as a champ. It was cool to see like a dominant champ, but like, I like, I like Leon too. And um, I just, th- I, I was rooting for Leon because I thought that Leon winning was more interesting for the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I'm so fucking burnt out on immediate, re- immediate title rematches too. I understand sure. they're warranted sometimes, but it's been so much lately mm-hmm. and it's just like, I'm just fucking over it. Like to the point now where it's like, it happens so much that like, Even the ones that are very obviously – like, obviously, Valentina Shevchenko should get an immediate rematch for her belt Mm -hmm. if anyone deserves it. But I'm just so burnt out on them. And that's not her fault that I'm just like, I don't want to fucking see this right now. Like, I'm just just tired of it. I just think regardless, if you're the champ and you lose your belt, you should have to fight, like, one or two – depending. You should have to fight, like, one or two fights to get back to title contention. I agree because with – this
0: new culture of immediate rematches, I feel like it, you know, kills the story right away, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to, to be able to, you know, lose your belt, you know, go out and, um, you know, obviously uh, this example isn't the best, but if you look at someone like, you know, Robert Whitaker, he, he lost to Izzy, but then he had to go fight some killers just to get back to the belt. That's the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I feel like that just makes an even better story instead of giving them the immediate rematch, because if the, you know, uh the the, the champ at belt comes back and wins it's just like okay now this is it it's like it could have been way better and it could have had a better build up yeah it
1: just doesn't do anything for the division if sometimes it just stalls things and mm-hmm. like like i said i think that back to leon and, and usman i think that uh i think that leon winning just opens up like way more fresh matchups for for title shots there's like a lot of interesting fights for him mm-hmm. um, i really hope he doesn't get uh i mean i know they're saying he's gonna get colby which like sucks mm-hmm. like just based on the fact that colby's like resume is like bullshit he has like the only top 10 win he has or the only like ranked win he has is over mazadol who's mm-hmm. who's ranked what like 11th or something like that and i know the ufc rankings are like fucking bullshit they don't actually mean anything but like yeah. kind of gotta go by them to some degree like take them with a grain of salt but he doesn't really have like fucking ranked wins and I hate that he sat out. I don't hate Colby Covington as much as everybody else does. Like I think his whole shtick that he does is like sometimes like pretty funny because I know it's so tongue-in-cheek and like so yeah. like fake over he, the top. Like When, when he calls comms out comms shot. That's yeah, the, that, it's to awesome. Me, I, I think that's the funniest thing. I mean the thing is this like people – once he retires and like stops doing the character, I think people retroactively will be like – think of him the way that they think of Chael Sonnen. They'll just be like, oh, he was a troll and it was funny. And right now they like, they hate him. But, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Because yeah, people didn't like Chael because, you know, the stuff he was saying about the Brazilians. Yeah, yeah. He tested yeah. positive. Or, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. But, I mean. But look he, at him now. He's, he's like, doing a character. Yeah, It is what it is. You know, I get, I get it. Um, but, yeah, I think that there are way more interesting and more deserved title fights than Colby. So right okay, off the bat. Okay, so you don't like the Colby
0: matchup. I I'm not the biggest fan of it just because of everything that you said. But um, you know, Colby aside, um, who would you like to see Usman fight? I mean to see Usman fight? Oh sorry, sorry, um Edwards Le- Leon Like Le- who Le- Edwards. would I like to see yeah. get a
1: title fight? Yeah. Um I mean, realistically, probably Bilal deserves one. Mm-hmm. Um which like I don't really love Bil- I think Bilal's a pretty boring fighter. Um Uh, if, if, if Gilbert Burns beats Masvidal, which I think he's gonna, Mm -hmm. I think Gilbert Burns, like is pretty in line for a title fight. Um, Shavkat, obviously, I think Shavkat maybe is still like a win away, but like Shavkat's, uh, Shavkat's resume is like kind of just as good as Colby's is at this point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's scheduled to fight Bolal. That's the match. Did that get made? I didn't know if it no, got that, officially
0: made. That's it hasn't been official, but that's the talk that they're leaning into. Is they're trying to do Bolal
1: Shavkat. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I would pick Shavkat to win that fight. Yeah, to be honest with you. Same here. So, and I mean, I know Hamzat's going to 85. Otherwise, Hamzat would be like a pretty obvious one, but mm. yeah. Yeah, I listened
0: to uh, George Miles Vidal. He was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, he did the his, his MMA show. And he he talked about how he's been training his wrestling with um, uh, Bo Nickel Mm -hmm. and and his dad. So I'm I'm really curious to see how he comes out as a fighter. Because obviously, you know, talking about how much better you've gotten versus showing it is, you know, two different things. So I'm really curious to see how he's going to come out in this Gilbert Burns fight. Yeah, we'll see. If he's saying, uh, you know, know, he's gotten so much better because he's been training these, like, high-level wrestlers, I want to see
1: if it's actually true. Yeah, I mean, he... I'm not completely counting out Masvidal the way a lot of people are I, mm-hmm. I do think that I, I'm picking Burns to win okay um but I don't think it's like com, it's not by any means completely out of the realm of possibility for Masvidal to, to win there's ways for him to win that fight I think yeah so we'll see yeah
0: I want to lean towards George because I've never really been a Gilbert fan if I'm being honest really I,
1: I like I like Gilbert like I love like he he's just like has like He's like an active like submission fighter, which is like he's not like his style of grappling isn't boring to me. Yeah, for sure. and uh, I I was at the card where he fought Hamzad. I saw that in in person, and that was just I liked him before that, but that was I was just like oh, just that made me such a big bigger fan of him at that yeah. point. So yeah, I I just wish like. I, I feel like he could fight smarter, right? Because you know how he brawled out with Uzman. Well, he d- he fought smart against Neil Magny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if he fights like if he fights like that against Mosvitol, I think he'll he'll win. Yeah. But if he decides to be like you know, it's like it's the same shit with like with like Michael Chandler. It's like okay, do you want to win a fight of the night bonus, mm-hmm. or do you want to like win fights and make it to title contention? And there's not really a wrong answer, you know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, being like, yeah, I could probably smoke these dudes if I grappled with them, but I would get booed, and people would be pissed off about it, so I'm just going to fucking stand and just, like, throw overhand rights, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, okay, cool, that's cool too, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, w- w- would have been nice to see him win the title, because the only person
0: that I can think of off the top of my head that has been in Bell's horror and then come over to the UFC that's gotten a title is... Eddie Alvarez I'm
1: not I'm I am not a Michael Chandler fan at all mm-hmm. I don't like Michael Chandler I think his whole like shucks like fucking like apple pie like personality is mm. just like it's fucking annoying and also I don't really know if I buy it I think it's kind of I, it's it comes off kind of insincere to me sometimes okay to be honest with you
0: yeah I I feel like He's just like shooting himself in the foot with going for wanting to be so exciting. And, yeah, you know, not using his wrestling. Yeah, yeah, or any of that, and it's fine. Like I said, that that's his choice. He wants to go that that route. That's how he'll go down in history. Yeah, you know, which is fine. But to me, it's just like kind of just a waste. Yeah,
1: yeah. I also hate that he like stole Dan Hooker's soul too, because I love Dan Hooker. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. Damn Dan Hooker. That that was it. Because honestly,
0: I, I bet on Dan Hooker. Did you?
1: Yeah. I can't remember. I I don't bet on fights ever. Um, I like to just enjoy them for what they are. And I feel like I would be too stressed out. And also just like it adds this like other – it's just like this pure fun thing that I get to keep up with and follow and enjoy without like the monetary aspect for me. Mm -hmm. And I like to keep it that way. Yeah. I don't remember who I picked to win that fight. But God, dude, it depressed me. I was really rooting for Dan Hooker. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. That's true. Okay, so moving on
0: from the welterweight division, I'm just curious about John Jones. Obviously, he was uh, you know, the most talked about thing in
1: MMA a few weeks ago. What did you think of his performance? Uh, I mean, it just looked like Surreal Gan just didn't want to be there. I think the moment was just too much for him, to be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, That's correct. I didn't really realize when I, when I watched it, but um, so, some podcasts, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, they were talking about how like you could just tell on his face when he walked out. That he was just like, he was just like, oh fuck. And uh, I went back and watched, and I was like, you can definitely kind of tell. I feel like the the moment was just too much for him. Um, I think John Jones is going to just like blow the doors off Stipe, too. Um, I feel like Stipe at his prime would be really different, but Stipe is like old now. And I know you, heavyweights like the division where you can be Be old. old. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you can be old and like, still compete with, like, John Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like John Jones... Like, his speed is going to be too much for Stipe. Because I, I think CB is just really slow. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm picking... Unfortunately, I am picking John Jones to win that fight. Um Honestly, I think that he will beat Stipe and then retire. Or, or fake retire. Or just, like, you know, kind of just, like, v- v- be vague about whether or not he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The UFC will probably try really hard one more time to make the Francis fight, and then I think if they don't make the Francis fight, I wouldn't be surprised if he he just beats Stevie and then and then never fights again. To be honest with you, yeah, I would be really bummed if we never got to see
0: the John Jones versus Francis and fight. So yeah, I feel like that, that's just one of those fights where we we're so close mm-hmm. to. I would happened. I would pick Nganu to win that fight too. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. no, I'm 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 in the same boat because. He is just way too strong, right? He just has the nuclear button. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. and like, and, and he's pretty durable too. Yeah, and, and um, obviously, he, uh, we got to see him showcase his wrestling against Stipe. Uh, well, happened. I don't think he's going to out wrestle John. No, 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 no like, not. Means, but but he has the
1: ability to you know to help prevent the wrestling from happening. Yeah, which I mean, I, I don't think that. I mean, the UFC could make that fight if they wanted, if they would just yeah. meet him halfway on the things that he wants, but they won't. And, yeah. um, maybe they will, who knows, but, you know, I think, I, not that he's asking for too much, cause I think the things that he was asking
0: for, you know, is fair. Yeah. He wanted to, you know, get a ton of benefits for the whole, you know, roster, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. himself. I think it's just something that the UFC doesn't want to do because it's going to be, you know, taking a lot of money away from them. And yeah. obviously the, like, uh, it, like the amount of money that they're taking versus that they're paying, it, it's insane. It's you fucked know, up. Yeah, yeah. Obviously,
1: but whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I, I and it sucks. Like John Jones is not going to stick around to like fight. Like he's not going to what stick around and fight like Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall. You know what I mean? Like no. he's not going to put his legacy on the line for those fights that don't do anything for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just going to beat Stipe and then and then like. I don't even know if he'll retire. Retire. I think he'll just. Sit out until something interests him and nothing ever will, and he'll just like never come back. And then they'll put a fucking interim title up, and it'll be, you know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah, because when, when you look at steep A versus all the other heavyweights, nobody has that resume, nobody's defended the title, yeah, right yeah, a. yeah. So, so I, I, I can definitely agree with that because uh, these up and coming guys, it's not worth the risk, yeah. And just with anybody, like, you stick around long enough, you're gonna lose, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, okay. I'd, what about uh, tonight? Uh, you know, obviously the day we're, we're recording this, we got uh, Cheeto Rivera versus Corey Sandhagen. Two,
1: two of my favorite fighters. Oh, okay. I love them both so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like truly, truly, truly don't care who wins. Either one, I'll be like, I'll be bummed. If, I, I, honestly, okay. the best thing that I can hope for is that nobody gets like the, the my ideal outcome is it's like a really good, exciting, close fight that goes. Like, I would love for her to go to a split and and kind of just be one of those fights where, like, both guys stock rise. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I would hate to see either of them get, like, take, like, a, a big step back because um, I love them both so much. But uh, probably I'm picking – I wouldn't be surprised if Sanhagen wins, but I'm picking Cheeto to win. Who are, you, who are you picking? Corey Sanhagen. Are you? I, I yeah. think I just could see it going the way that uh, – I could see it going the way that the Rob Font fight went, mm-hmm. which is, like – Cheeto has the most outrageous chin ever for that division. And I mean, I just think that like, it was like Rob Font just like peppered him with like a million strikes and he just didn't wear any damage at all. And it was just like, he just landed these bombs for every like, however many strikes, uh, you know, Rob Font landed and his strikes were just so much more effective, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I could see that happening again. 100%,
0: yeah. For me, when I look at this matchup, I'm a fan of both as well, right? Yeah. I, I like both guys, you know, personalities. I, I love their skills, but w- when I look at Corey Sandhagen, I just hope he doesn't become one of those fighters like Uriah Faber, Cowboy Cerrone, where they get put in these positions to you know have these big fights, but they never really are able to get over that hump. Yeah, Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. When when you look at him fighting T.J. Dillashaw, Peter Yan, he you know wasn't quite able to you know get those wins. When I think he he won,
1: I thought he won that Dillashaw fight. Same here. I, I don't like to use the term robbery like loosely because okay. I think it gets used way too much. Okay. Um. Sometimes it's just like a close fight that could have gone either way, and you don't agree with the decision. It doesn't make it a robbery. You know what I mean? But I thought that 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 uh, Dillashaw fight was like that was a straight up robbery. I thought so. Yeah. So.
0: When I look at him, I, I just hope he doesn't become one of those fighters, because he's so talented, right? Yeah. And he has such
1: a great frame for yeah. that weight class. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, also, though, like, he, I think that Cheeto Vera has a clearer path to the title, what, like, than Sanhagen does. Even if Sanhagen wins, he, like, he got subbed by Aljo in what, like, it was in the first round, it was yeah. just super fast, like... Mm-hmm. I just, I just think that that Cheeto is more likely to get a title shot than Sanhagen off a win. Yeah, well, if Sanhagen
0: wins, he has to pray that Henry
1: Cejudo wins. Yeah. Yeah. God. But with, with uh,
0: Cheeto, either or, he's, like, in line.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it, it, if, if Cheeto
1: wins, I would love to see, for, like, a title eliminator, Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley. Oh, that rematch. Oh, I would man. love to see him just, like, bolt Sean O'Malley. And that way, Sean O'Malley has to shut the fuck up with the undefeated yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I would pick... I, would, I don't bet on fights. I would bet the fucking house on Cheeto Vera if he fought Sean O'Malley right now. Same here. Like, uh, he would, I think he would crush Sean O'Malley right now. Okay. And I mentioned Henry Cejudo. He kind of had a reaction. He's just annoying. He's just so fucking <laughs> annoying. See,
0: he, he's somebody that I love uh, how annoying he is. Just because... Um, I, I get, you know Once again, just like Colby, it's part of his shtick. But, you know, if you can ignore that and look
1: at his resume... It's part of his shtick, but he, his shtick is not funny. I think the Colby shtick sometimes can be annoying, and I feel like he needs some new material at this point, but yes. some of his jokes are good. Okay. I have never once thought anything Henry Cejudo has said has ever been funny. It's just always annoying. And also him being like w- winning and being, winning the belt and being like, okay, I'm going to sit out until I get paid what I want. Mm-hmm. And then like the UFC being like, okay, bye, stripping him immediately. It's just like, dude. Yeah, Fuck you man, and then what he's now talking about how he wants to come back and go up to Featherweight and fight Volk after this fight, uh-huh. like, dude. Volk would murder Cejudo, I think, honestly. Okay. We'll, we'll get to Volk, yeah, We're building up. To I it. love Volk, I'm a, I'm a giant Volk fan,
0: so okay. yeah. And for me, uh, when I look at Henry Cejudo versus Aljo, I don't have an easy time picking either of the fighters just because I'm a fan of both, but I've always believed in Aljo. And it was so strange for me to watch him lose the, uh, or actually, or let me that it was weird to watch him get beat up in the first Peter Young fight. And obviously he won by you know disqualification. Yeah. But um to, to watch that fight, I was so confused. I'm like, like this
1: is not the normal algebra. Yeah, he just was like gassed himself out doing like weird shit. Yeah. And then like Dude, this the, then the rematch. He was like, yeah. okay, this is I like, was at, I was at that. Yeah. The 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 only the only UFC card I've ever been to in person was that card that was Volk Korean zombie. Aljo Yantu and um, Gilbert Burns, Hamza Chmayev. That was a good so, card. Awesome, so much fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was sick. Yeah, so I'm I
0: I, I just don't know who to pick because obviously Henry's been out, but at the same time he's been training like a ton like a, a ton of top tier fighters.
1: Yeah, but he, yeah, but he's been coaching fighters, mm-hmm. which I feel like is very I feel like is very different than focusing on your own skill set and your own personal improvement. Mm-hmm. Like catering your train. I mean, obviously it's more beneficial than sitting on the couch at home eating ice cream. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. But but I don't think it's quite the same as training yourself in the way that you would train yourself, you know. But maybe he's been doing that as well. I don't know. I'm not like privy to whatever's going on. It for sure. He trains at uh, Fight Ready, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe. Maybe he's like one of those guys who's like constantly in some sort of like mini fight camp at all times. You know what I mean? I don't. Know, I don't know. So, so say, say so you'd pick Aljo in that fight. Mm, I don't really have a pick. I. Don't, I have. I, I don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what happens. I don't particularly love. Or hate Aljo. There's things about him that I like. That he won the second Yan fight just because I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny that he like trolled everybody and then people hated him and were like, "Dude, he's gonna get murdered." And then he went in there and just like backpacked Yan like mm-hmm. that. That's that's pretty. I thought that was pretty funny. But like, he's like, I don't know. I don't really what about love, his fight against TJ. What do you think about that? One? I mean, what fight? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just like one of those things, too. I, I don't like TJ. I hate TJ Dillashaw. Same here. But, um. Normally,
0: I, I root for the Orange County guys, but
1: I. Yeah. Not him. I mean, I just feel like also yeah. to some degree, it's like, yo, it's not Aljo's fight. Obviously, he leaned into it in an annoying way, but it's not Aljo's fault that he got the fucking DQ win. Mm-hmm. And it's not Aljo's fault that TJ went into that fight with one arm. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. he kind of gets the shit end of the stick, and, and like, because like people hate him for those things, and are like, he's a paper champ, and like whatever. But it's like, bro, it's not his fucking fault. You know what I mean? It's just like circumstantial. Like, what do you think about his training partner, Marab? Uh, I mean, watching the watching the uh, the Marab Peter Yan fight, I was just like, what? It, w- this is stressful, bro. What is happening here? Like, mm-hmm. and like a bunch of. Like, I'm in, like, in MMA group chats, like, a bunch of hardcore kids that we just, like, talk about the fights and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. they were all, like, this is so annoying. He's so annoying. He's so boring. I'm, like, I don't know if I think he's boring. Like, his style is definitely not, you know, it's, like, he yeah, he, sh- he like, isn't really getting all these takedowns. But, like, dude, I feel like that's, like, so demoralizing to somebody to just, like shoot over and over and over and over again and then like you do get them and you just like kind of let them b- back up and just take them down again you know what I mean it's uh-huh. just, like I kind of like his style um I don't really hate him the way like a, 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 some of the people in that chat are like he as a person is so annoying I'm, like, I don't really think he's annoying he's fine. Yeah, he's fine um I think him being like a weird bodyguard for Peter Yan is like all right for for uh for Aljo is yeah, yeah, like yeah.
0: It's fine, I guess. Like yeah, we're in one of those situations. So we've seen it over the years, right? With like Rashad Evans, John Jones, yeah. DC Kane. Yeah, um, he, he's in a weird spot, but I, I I do hope at some point you know Aljo finally moves up because it it is like I, I think a sad thing to have someone as talented as mirab and him uh, not want to you know kind of attain his goals to be champ because yeah. he's friends there.
1: My my one gripe that I have with mirab though is that I think that the uh, Al- uh, Jose Aldo is like one of my favorite fighters ever. He's mm. so fucking yeah. cool. He, he's a legend. And uh, I think that that was like the literal worst matchmaking on the part of the UFC mm-hmm. that I can remember. Um, them putting him against Marab. Like the worst style matchup ever for him at altitude in a fight where the altitude very much benefits Marab's style over Jose Aldo's style. Mm-hmm. And this weird like where they had the – Brazil pay-per-view coming up. They could have very reasonably given Aldo a title or uh, Aldo a title shot in Brazil, which like dude, imagine if he at this point in his career, like this late, like twilight of his career, won the belt in Rio. It would have been like top 5 moments ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and instead they knock him off against a guy who's not even a contender because he is No path to the title because he's not going to fight Aljo anyways. Mm -hmm. It's like that was just the worst matchmaking ever, which I know that's not Murab's fault, but I do. I I, I have like, I kind of, it makes me kind of like hold it against Murab a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I I definitely get that when you see people, you know, take out some of your favorite fighters. It's just like, oh, kind of don't like you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. Okay. Well, you mentioned. Uh, Volkanovsky, I, I this, he, his fight is where a fight. Wall well, uses the term he was robbed, right? You think so? I think so, because when I watched that, um, you know, fun fight, but never once did I think I, you know, uh, Makachev was going to get the the decision. That's a, that's one where
1: I, I I scored it for Volk, okay. but I understand. I could see it going. I could see it going both ways, and like. I I I I'm not mad. at I mean, I'm mad at the decision in the sense that I am not a Makachev fan, mm-hmm. and I love Volk, and I would have loved to have seen Volk win. But it's it's on uh, looking at it. I'm like, okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? I, again, I I scored it for Volk, but I could see it going the other way as well. I'm not like it was a close fight, and I mean, dude, Volk's stock rose so much in that fight. He had nothing to lose going into that fight. True, yeah, absolutely nothing to lose going into that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for him to be so competitive, because, right, like, the big thing going into that fight, you know, Makachev kept saying he was a small man. Yeah. um, And, uh, you know, he was shorter. Well, I kind of did feel like, I mean, Makachev's, like, a a big lightweight, too. True. I felt like going into that fight, it wasn't necessarily going to be an indictment of Volk's skills if he lost, especially depending on how he lost, Mm -hmm. because I just felt like it was just, like, he was just gonna it was just the size discrepancy was gonna be too much, you know what I mean? And I know he was like, Yeah, you know, i I you know, fought at one seventy and like I played rugby and I weighed like whatever I but like still, there's a reason that you're fighting at featherweight and Makachev is like barely making lightweight, you know yeah. what I mean? So um yeah, and now Makachev's talking about going up to 170, and it's just like, dude. Yeah, just like, fuck. Just find your division. Yeah, right? I because hate I hate the fucking super fight shit. I hate the fucking yeah. unless champ, they make champ. sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, rare, it's like, rare when they make sense. I don't like it. I don't like the champ champ shit. Yo, just fucking you know, be Anderson Silva. Just fucking you know, fight a bunch. Just like fight contenders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's so much cooler.
0: But yeah. no, I I definitely agree because when they go because like look at I'm um, uh, Volkanovski went up, held up his division, so they had to create an interim, right? Yeah, which was weird because they were all fighting on the same card. Yeah, right? yeah which, stupid. Uh, w- which I think was uh, strange. Mm. And then even with lightweight, lightweight's not my favorite weight class these days. It's gotten mm. like a little stale just mm-hmm. because um, there's not a lot of like superstars right now. Obviously, like there there are people coming up, um, but right now it's just when you look at the like you know top five of the, the division, those people have kind of been like lingering there for a while. Yeah.
1: It's like, well, it does sort of feel like right now there is sort of this changing of the guard where it's like you have, you know, like Gamrot, Fazeev, Jalen Turner, um, just like that kind of class of people coming up. And then it seems like Gaichi, Poirier, those dudes are like kind of on their way out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do think I love Gaichi and I love Poirier. I love both those dudes so much. Those are mm-hmm. two of my favorite fighters. But I do think that both of them are about to have their Tony Ferguson-type decline. Wow. I feel like they're – and I love I loved Tony Ferguson Same too. Here. I feel like they're both like one or two fights away from like just like absorbing like a soul-crushing amount of damage. Even if they win but just like – and it's just like a very – just like going off a hill after that. I, I feel like both those dudes are very close to that. I think Dustin will – I mean they could – I feel like they both are – it seems like they both might retire before that happens too, but I think both of them are either going to retire very soon or, or have that, that kind of decline.
0: Yeah, when, when I look at yeah. Gaethje, he, he's been doing that style
1: for so long. Yeah. It's like, how is he still able to do it? It just blows my mind. Yeah, I was picking Faziv to beat Gaethje, and then that first round I was watching them, I was watching the fights, and I was like, damn, man, he's fucking like, he's so much faster than Gechi Ga- is, and like for every shot that Gechi was throwing, Fazeev was getting off like three or four, like a three or four punch combination for every like hook that Gechi was throwing and missing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, but I was watching the fights with with Alfredo. I, I from Alfredo from Vision, me and him watch like every card together. Um, and the one thing that we were like, holy shit, man, was Gechi looked like a fucking giant compared to Fazev. Mm-hmm. Like in there next to each other, we were like. They look – I was like I, – I didn't realize that the size – the like optics of it, like the size was so much. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I just feel like Gaethje's – was just so much bigger and his power was just so much more that like when Fazeev kind of started to gas out a little bit, Gaethje was just like putting those – power shots on him still and that's kind of how he won and it, in the third round when he started using the jab and it was like landing every single time it was just like dude if he'd been using this jab since the beginning of the fight because he didn't he wasn't really throwing the jab until the third round yeah if he was using the jab i mean it was awesome adjustment like good on him for making that adjustment but if he was using the jab since the beginning i think he he would have won the first round and probably close like maybe finished the fight like late in the second early in the third mm-hmm. but um yeah uh I I feel I like lightweight, and I, I think that right now we're kind of seeing this, like, changing the guard. Also, that fight, though, I love Fazeev. He's fucking awesome. Um, I don't think that that loss really sets him back that much. No, because he's, he's— young, and he's got plenty of time, and he—that's a, a loss that, like, just the way he fought definitely, like, endeared him to a lot of fans. Yeah, that, like, it,
0: it showed he that he can hang with the people at the top. Yeah, for sure. He didn't get, like,
1: outclassed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So
0: Yeah, and, and I'm very curious for Justin Poirier, too, because he's been out because he had that— um, that crazy staff. In fact, he almost lost his leg. Yeah. So it, it's cool to see him get healthy and be able to to, to come back. But for I me, can see him getting one more title shot. Yeah, for for sure. Like I I was so surprised when he uh, lost against uh, Charles because mm-hmm. I because I, at that point he, he just looked so unstoppable, right? He was coming off of the the Connor wins, but but even before that, I, I just thought I was like, this is his time. Yeah, I was picking, I was picking
1: him to win. I picked against Charles for every fight. And then I was like – I love Charles and I was like, man, he's awesome. But okay. like I picked I – picked, I picked Michael Chandler to win. Okay. I picked Dustin to win and I picked Gaethje to win. Uh-huh. And then he went up to that. He went to the Islam fight and I was like, I'm, I can't pick against him anymore. Oh, the man, man has proved me wrong and shut me up uh-huh. three times in a row. And then I was like, he's going to fucking – he's going to win this fucking fight. And then, geez. Yeah. Depression. Yeah. I was so depressed, dude. Yeah. Islam just, yeah, just made it look easy. Um, I was at a wedding uh the night of that. I think fight. I remember
0: you, you, you texted Yeah, I texted me. you about it. I yeah. was at a wedding
1: and I was like mm-hmm. me and Alfredo were like we will wait until tomorrow. We will go dark. Mm-hmm. We will not look at our phones. We left our MMA group chat both of us. were like we are just going to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. And then uh I I I I got it spoiled for me at literally at the wedding. My girlfriend was like talking to like a family member and she's like, "Yeah, he like he like loves uh, – he, he watches MMA. He's like really excited for these fights tomorrow and just some random guy was like, you're talking about the fights. You're talking about blah, blah, oh, blah. And no. I was like, yo, yo, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And he like kind of spoiled it for me. Um, oh. And I so I kind of knew going into it. I, I was like, yeah. And then it happened and I was just like, well, I'm fucking depressed now. Like, Yeah, Rick, damn, the guy at the wedding was right. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm – yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really curious to see uh, what Islam does because yeah, you, you mentioned he was calling out Leon, but they're they're talking about him, you know, headlining the Abu Dhabi card like, yeah. in the summer
1: at welterweight is what they're saying, which, which is, is like annoying. Yeah, it's just, just fight a, in your fucking fight, fucking Benil Dariush. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's matched up against Charles. That's the fact, right. Uh, I'm uh, unfortunately, I am picking him to who bulldoze Charles. Oh. I think Dariush is a very bad style matchup for Charles. Yeah, and he's
0: just like this like silent killer in yeah. the,
1: the division, right? He's yeah. always been there. He's on just like this crazy streak.
0: Um, he, he's an orange kind of guy too. So, yeah, yeah. So. He fights at Kings, right? Yeah, out of Kings. yeah, yeah. I, he, uh, he does. Uh, he's out of like uh, so. There's like the, the main Kings in um, Huntington Beach, but I think he's out of Kings out of like Anaheim or Uganda, Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. But super talented. Yeah,
1: I'm picking him to beat Charles. I would I would like to see Charles win. Uh-huh. I like Benil Darius, but I love Charles. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm I'm picking Darius to win that fight. I think he's—it's just a bad style matchup. He's just—Charles gets hit a lot. Charles just gets hit so fucking much. Yeah. And, like, I just think that both of them are kind of, like, going to get hit a lot. And I just think that Darius is way more durable than Charles is. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he was got
0: taken out by Chandler. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he leaves himself, like, a little too open. Yeah,
1: for sure. But—
0: okay what about are you a fan of one
1: twenty five Brandon Moreno down yeah there? Brandon Moreno's awesome Brandon Moreno winning the belt and like crying in the in the octagon is like one of the like best feel good m m a moments ever
0: you his, his first um, yeah yeah when, yeah
1: when he first won it off mm-hmm. off figgy yeah, yeah, I was never mm-hmm. a fan of figgy I just he's cool, i mean he's like an-, an- anime villain like literally like him and Brandon Moreno fighting is literally like some weird fucking anime shit mm-hmm. um uh, it'll be cool to see him go up to bantam weight if he does go up to bantam weight like he's saying mm. um, yeah, because if that weight cuts too hard it, it, yeah. it, really he's pretty old now too for those divisions, yeah. though
0: I mean yeah so it would it'd be, it'd be nice to see people fight healthier yeah. Him, so, yeah yeah, for sure um, so. yeah, but I, Miranda winning uh, you know by that crazy
1: nasty like eye cut what, yeah what would you think about that? I mean, it was a good doctor stoppage and it's also it's not like he it's not like some bullshit doctor stoppage. Like that happened as a result of Moreno's game plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a good stoppage. Yeah, hundred percent. And for me, I, I was just like so happy to, to see that because I, I, you know, was so surprised to see him lose the decision and the. Fight. Yeah, I, 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 I again, I don't throw around robbery a lot, but I, I scored that for Moreno for sure. Mm. And the first fight, I mean. The first fight was so competitive, too, you know mm-hmm. and like I don't know, I think they fought four times, and I think that Moreno definitely won three out of the four yeah
0: and and that's super rare too to to see that many rematches yeah. at like that level
1: enough, like mm-hmm. I said, yeah. enough with the fucking
0: yeah no i I hope there there is like that that culture shift where it's like okay like. Let's just well, let's put our flag in there and give it to Shevchenko, right? You yeah. Know, uh, Alexa Grasso, you know, props to her. She trained for that. Uh, she got that awesome win. Uh, let them run it back, but then let's just stop it there, right? Yeah,
1: fresh mashups are just more fun, more
0: interesting. Yeah, because when I think back to uh, Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes, I forget that she won the belt because uh, the, the, re- the last rematch was just um, it was just so one-sided, and Julian and just look like she didn't even belong in there. It's like, how the hell did she even get the title in the first place? Yeah. So that just like, uh, just kind of like, del- uh, you know, in my mind, it like deletes that history, and I forget about it because it happens so fast. Yeah, right after. Yeah. So yeah, you got like,
1: the Travis Scott ones on. I'm, I'm getting distracted a little bit. by Oh, them. dude, shoes, those yeah. are hard. Thank you, thank you.
0: I, I wore these yesterday. Nobody said anything,
1: so I'm I thank you. Respect. Thank you. I don't really like uh, low ones, but yeah. I, I th- those ones I do like. The Travis Scott ones I do like. Okay. Thank you. I H- definitely hardship. appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you got the Jordans on too. The True your, Blues. Your are my beaters are falling apart. Okay. I wore them today because it's raining. I didn't want them to get fucked up, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm planning to stay indoors. I, I, I'm not sure if it's supposed to rain all day.
1: No, but. I don't think it's gonna. I Just. It was like we're loading our shit in the rain, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sorry to derail. I just no, no, wanted no, to put some respect on, her, on the yeah, feet. Yeah, just going back to MMA. Just hope they.
0: Hope I hope the culture shifts where people. Uh, are okay with not seeing uh, immediate rematches because yeah. so it uh, it'd be great to, uh, you know, because they're always um, so focused on trying to, you know, make these like big pay-per-views by throwing, you know, top-heavy title fights. Which, I, which I get, you know, like the allure of a title. But if you uh, have a great storyline, I think that could trump uh, just a random mm-hmm. title fight. Yeah.
1: You know, like Colby Moser. Like, and I think that they, that fight was made a little too late, but mm-hmm. still, like. That was an example where the storyline was enough to where they felt like they could put that as the headliner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And or Connor that, Poirier. That, <laughs> your wife's in my DMs. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm obsessed with my favorite, like, weird Connor thing is the that voice memo of him going, Pee Head, calling <laughs> Dustin Pee Head. It kills yeah. me, dude. It's so funny. Man,
0: I, I didn't want to talk about him, but I. I I'm such a fan of Connor, I'm like always just like in my mind, just like, please just stop. Because I feel <laughs> like we're, we're at the point um, where it's just like, you're going to ruin your legacy, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. people, it's like, you know, what have you done for me lately? And when we look at, you know, uh, the the leg break, the the knockout, you know, both from Dustin Poirier, it's just like, that's what people are going to re- remember you as. And it's like, that's not, you know, who you are. Yeah, like, yeah. like it happened. But when you think about how he changed like the whole landscape of MMA, like his story, it, it, it's amazing. Like it's. I'm not a Conor fan. Oh, you're not. That that's very surprising for me to yeah. hear. Care about Conor?
1: You don't care about Connor. I you changed
0: like change the whole game. You don't care.
1: I don't like him. Damn. Um, I'm a Jose Aldo fan. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <so laughs> um, that,
0: like, you can't even, you know wrote a story better than that. Yeah. How that all came together because like they did like the the world tour to promote that fight mm-hmm. and you know, these days, like, um, I, I'm still a hardcore MMA fan, but before I used to watch every press conference, everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, for that world tour, like I was tuned in every moment. even like, you know, I'd be at work. I, I used to work at the startup and I'd be like, yo, like I'm gonna put it on
1: the computer and people would be like, what
0: the hell is this? Like, we don't even know what this is. Yeah. I,
1: so I, I got into MMA uh, like a, a decent bit after that fight. Okay. Um, but when I got into it, I got so into it and I went back like retroactively and just like chronologically just like watched so many pay-per-views and just like followed and and just kind of like you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily have the same context of connor mcgregor's like rise cuz i wasn't watching when it happened okay. but just like i'm just not a connor mcgregor fan man
0: yeah no these days when i'm watching what like what what he's doing with like the antics with like khabib and like the whole bus incident it's just uh, i'm like come on man
1: like just do a little bit better it's not that hard i just like i don't know i just like I don't think he is gonna beat very many people no. in the in the lightweight top fifteen at this point.
0: I agree. That's why it bums me out. Especially you think about the the the, the history of these leg breaks. Uh, you know, Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman. Nobody comes back the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's never a good thing. So for him to think otherwise, it's just like I'm like I think history is just gonna repeat itself, and he's just gonna. You know, end up like, you know, Chris Weidman, it's been three years. He hasn't come back from, yeah. from that fight. Yeah. And Anderson Silva did come back. He, uh, yeah, he's boxing, whatever, but he never looked the same. Yeah, yeah. And Connor was already on a decline. and Now you, you know, add the leg break on top of that. It, yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's sad to say that I don't think he can hang with top 15.
1: No. Uh, uh, Chandler is uh, the best style matchup he has. Uh-huh. I think up, like, up high in the rankings for lightweight. I do think if Chandler does, if Chandler decides to wrestle, it's like, there's zero chance connor wins if yeah. he stands and and like throws fucking overhands with him like he does if he just like brawls with him he still has a pretty good shot at winning i think yeah. i think if they stand and brawl it could kind of go either way but yeah because because chandler does get hit like he a, does. and and connor obviously has like power but um chandler's yeah. a strong guy too like, and yeah. he, he's, su- he's super durable because we haven't seen him get like knocked
0: out yeah right so. He's gone to the crazy decision with Gaethje, and then we he got subbed, which you know it happens. I, w-
1: I would, I was really hoping to see Gaethje Connor because I I think Gaethje would have just fucking put it on. Do you think again. about those leg kicks, dude? Would, he, I,
0: I think Gaethje wins that easy.
1: Yeah, I do too. Yeah, but
0: and and for me, like you know, a lot of people want that Connor matchup because they you know that's like the money fight. But I feel like that's that that's even running out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah gechi's gonna retire before that happens. At this point, yeah. I could see that being a farewell fight for him too. Like maybe he goes for maybe he like works his way back to a title fight, doesn't win it, and they're just like give him the Connor fight on his way out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I still think he would smoke Connor two three fights from now. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree he, I, because because gechi still looks like Geachy. Yeah, like, even though it's a bad that's a bad style matchup for yeah. Connor for sure. Yeah, because he he's he's had he, what, he had the the loss against Poirier. But other than that, like uh, – and uh, Charles – or no, uh, K- K- uh, excuse me, Khabib. Yeah. Um, but then there's not like like a decline. He doesn't look like – I mean like everybody who's
1: ever beat Gaethje is or was at some point a title holder, I think. Eddie Alvarez – or an interim title holder, at least. Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, mm-hmm. uh, Charles, and Khabib. Yeah. So –
0: Yeah, and that's not like nothing to you know hang your head about
1: losing to that group of people. Yeah, it's
0: it's mild.
1: Yeah, so he'll he'll he. I think him and Poirier both will probably go down as if they don't win titles before their careers and the two best fighters to never have undisputed UFC titles. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because right now when I look at that list, I I look at like Uriah Faber. Yeah, he's like the one where it's like I'm such a fan. Of uh, him, and not so much these days because like the, the camp's a little different. But back then, when like Team Alpha Mel was like the thing, mm-hmm. like I was such a huge fan of that camp, and for him to be like the leader of it, I I always wanted to see him succeed because he had success in WEC. Yeah, until uh, he ran into Mike Brown, but then you came not the He had a ton of good fights, but just never was ever able to climb that mountain and get that belt. His
1: fight style is a little boring to me, but I like mm-hmm. him so much as a person that I'm mm-hmm. kind of willing to like look past it you know like i loved watching his season of of uh the ultimate tough yeah. where like connor's just like trying so fucking hard and faber's skin. just like chilling Yeah, such and a nice like guy. by the end of it connor just like can't he just like likes Faber by the end of it like yeah. if you look at interviews afterwards he like even admits it he's like dude i tried so hard to not like the guy and you just can't help it you know what i mean yeah because he, he's just good spirits
0: and he, he knows what it is you know he he, he never like let connor get under his skin and i'm it was always funny because, yeah, because it was always, like, the other people getting super mad at Connor. Yeah, and, Gar- Cody Garbrandt and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbrand. Yeah. Oh, Garbrandt. What did you think about his last fight? <laughs> I mean, he's so washed, dude. Like, beyond washed. Yeah. It, 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 it's sad because... I don't like Garbrandt. I, 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 I'm, I can respect, like, you know, his skills, but I'm not a fan either.
1: Yeah. When, uh, when KKF, like, just, like, obliterated him, watching them fight, and I was like, damn, dude, KKF looks so small. Next cigar brand, and then he hit him and just, like, fucking, fucking flatlined him. I was screaming, dude. It was awesome. To me, it was just a mistake. I'm like, dude, you
0: saw how bad it was for TJ, who was even on stuff, yeah. to go down and didn't have any success. So for you to, to go down – and he looked really bad. Like, to, to get so sucked down, it's just it, – it's not worth the – The compromise in your health just to make it down to another weight class. Yeah, yeah. Because to to, to do it healthy and and just like the sacrifices you got to make, it it, it doesn't really bode well for a lot of people to to, to, like cut that much weight. Yeah, not at all. So it was just, um, you know, just just not a good look. Yeah. But we just got the signal. Um, We got to wrap things up. But um, Jeff, Can we do something that wasn't planned? Can we walk out with the camera to the hall and uh, do the last thing out there? Yeah. Okay, all right, sorry. We're we're, we're springing this on Jeff. We're on the fly. We're here in a kitchen in the venue. Uh, He's kind of having to take apart his camera, but this was not planned. We're we're gonna cut next clip out in the main hall. All right, Hardcore Pride weekend, day two. Wrapping things up. We got the flea market behind us. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Thank you, Lennon. I very appreciate your time. I love everything you do. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.